0: Support for this podcast is provided by ThatCast Creative. Brand your business and connect with your audience by creating a custom podcast. Learn more at ThatCast.com. Hey everyone, you're listening to the PDX Executive Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Bruton. On today's episode, my guest is Ashley Michike. Thanks for being on the podcast, Ashley. Thank
1: you so much, Dan. I'm excited to be here.
0: So we'll get into kind of you, your background, the firm you run, but you know we're talking before recording something that's very near and dear to my heart is people who are exiting a business maybe it's a family business small business i was mentioning to you that that's my father had a small business he sold it to a public company so it's something i've kind of lived through and seen Uh, so we'll get into that but first love for you just to talk a little bit about uh, your background and you know your firm you run now
1: Sure, so I was actually born and raised in Portland. One of the few. (laughs) And never left. I even went to college here. I went to Portland State, which Uh, you did too, right? Yeah, yeah. Go go Vikings. Go Bikes. (laughs) Um, And I started actually straight out of college. I had a finance degree. I kind of was one of those few people that knew what I wanted to do. And one of the things I wanted to do was join my dad and his financial advisory practice. So straight out of college, that's exactly what I did. And very soon after uh, joining my father, I kind of stumbled into working with a four hundred one k retirement plan, mm-hmm. and that was like a game changer for me because I realized I love working with business owners. I love working with four hundred one k plans and retirement plans, helping people uh, save and plan for retirement. And so, ever since then, since the very beginning, I've I've sort of carved out this niche in working with business owners. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of fun because they're all unique. Right. A lot of them have some, um, they're a lot of, you know, they're very driven. They're quirky. They're. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. And every client in every situation is, is different. Um, And then about five years ago, my dad and I, we were working for big firms together um, throughout my whole career and his whole career who worked for a large firm. And we decided that because of the sort of the path we were going on with our clients, it was very difficult. We were being handcuffed more and more into doing business a certain way. And so we realized that we had to go out on our own so that we could serve our clients how we want to in a way that, you know, works for them and provide that the best service we can, the best advice we can and not be tied to, you know, mm-hmm. any sort of way of doing business. Mm-hmm. So that's really what drove our decision to leave and strike out on our, on our own. And we can talk about the pros and cons. Of yeah, that. we will. So <laughs> how, how's that been? So that was uh,
0: 2017 you mentioned. Yes. Yeah, so
1: 2017 is when we formed our LLC. And then at the very beginning of January of 2018, Um, is when we launched our firm and we started calling all of our clients and explaining that we had started our own practice and asking them to uh, continue working with us. Mm -hmm. So it's a little unique situation in that um, we weren't starting from scratch completely. We had to convince our clients to move over with us, but um, we weren't starting with zero clients, which is hard. (laughs) Sure, but you're still taking the risk and liability of your own
0: thing, right? So.
1: And uh, my son was three months old okay. when we did this. Yeah. Uh, no pressure. <laughs> hor- horrible timing. I never. I would never, ever, ever on, in any way, recommend that anybody do that. <laughs> but I couldn't help it because we had started planning like a year before I was even pregnant. Right. So it's just the 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 trains collided at the yeah. same time and that was that was that
0: well congrats and thank you uh, I know it's it's exciting and it's a lot and well let's get kind of right into um, exiting a business so you know some of our listeners might own their own small business work for a, a closely held family business potentially or even think about striking out on their own yeah so we'd love to kind of we'll go kind of reverse but some kids considerations of hey when you even starting out how to structure things, some lessons learned about if you want to eventually exit that would make Mm -hmm. that uh, process more tangible and uh, easier. Mm -hmm. So I don't... don't
1: Yeah. So I think it was Stephen Covey who said, start with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really... A good piece of advice for people starting their own business because a lot of times you go down this path and your business grows and yes we take these forks in the road and we don't know where that it's going to lead but if you can start with the vision of where you want this business to grow do you want it maybe you want it to stay small maybe you just want to be a consultant or you want it to mm-hmm. be a business of one person mm-hmm. and that's fine and actually something that I still struggle with personally is what what I want the size of my business to be, because I think everyone is told you gotta scale and grow, scale and grow, 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 grow. Right. And it's like, well, as I get more employees, it's like, oh, I don't know if so, I want yeah, yeah. that. It's a more stress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you, there's positives and negatives, and I think it's important for, for business owners or entrepreneurs who are striking out on their own for the first time to really reflect and think about like what they want, what they want their business to look like. Um, but from an exit planning perspective, so that's important because that will sort of guide the decisions that you make along the way. But, um, from an exit planning perspective, I think a lot of those things, if you can make some decisions and spend some money up front on having good, uh, you know, like buy sell agreements or employee contracts and Mm -hmm. those types of things, I think a lot of business owners who are just starting out don't really, um, focus too much on that and then they get into situations later on where they have a horribly written employee agreement and maybe it's with their like most important employee and now they're going to have to you know incentivize this person to stay or you know they could leave at the at the 11th hour when they're in the late stages of planning an exit, and so if they haven't revisited those things and and um, hired with the idea that okay, who do I want to put in place, and how do I want to protect my business yeah. as I add those people?
0: Mm-hmm. That's such great advice. And you know, another thing we were talking about before we recorded is, you know, that uh, some of them, the trend is, you know, folks are being freelancers, the gig economy, like myself, kind of really solopreneurs what I mean it's hard to scale business like that I'm very self-aware where I I just I don't really want to have employees I use a lot of contractors which Portland's just a great town for talent for that but knowing that um is it possible to sell like a a business of one and if not what are some things other considerations for just planning you know retirement and all that
1: yeah that's a really good question I wouldn't say it's impossible I would say it's extremely difficult to have a business that's just one person that has value outside of yourself. Mm. So, I guess, you know, in certain maybe product based, but it's particularly challenging when it's more of a service or consulting. Right. Because everything's up in your head. (laughs) So there are, which doesn't mean that it's pointless, you know, there's still exit planning to do because even though we may not be able to sell the business, or if we do, maybe there's limited resources, uh, limited what you could get from your business. Um, So there are lots of other things you can do. and, And it's just about thinking outside of the box. And primarily what it involves is most business owners do not exit because financially they're unprepared. Mm -hmm. So if you can do things outside of the business, save outside of the business, rather than just, I think, a a mistake that a lot of business owners make in that they want to grow and reinvest in their business, even if it's just them, they plow everything back into the business. But if you know that down the road, you're not sure what that's going to look like, and you don't think you're going to sell your business for $5 million and have your big like exit (laughs) event, then it's super important. If you. You don't want to be working until you're 80 to to save and focus on that from day one, especially as your business grows and you have more money to not just use that to fund your lifestyle or put it back in the business, but to really focus on saving because for entrepreneurs, there's tremendous opportunity to get tax deductions Mm -hmm. and save a lot at the same Mm -hmm. time if you're going to you know, put money in a retirement That's
0: great advice. I'm kind of at that spot too, right? And it's (laughs) like... Hope is not a plan. You're like your plan is not to sell it for $5 million and yeah. that's your retirement, right? So uh, I think that's that's really great advice. And especially like for someone like myself or people looking to strike out on their own that might be in a corporate role, an executive to become a consultant. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's great advice. Any other considerations you can you know, pass on? Or maybe another better way to phrase this is, um, not to put you on the spot, but just like economically and trends um, for starting a business and the cycles, how have, mm-hmm. you've kind of seen it, you've been doing this for a mm-hmm. while, how that plays into it.
1: Yeah, it's, um, the business cycle is extremely important. You know, I I was actually doing this in, I started in 07. So mm-hmm. right after I started, <laughs> it was the Great Recession yeah. And so I watched a lot of you know. I remember there was a person across who lived across the street from us who th- there they were foreclosed on. Yeah. And I think all of us know people who that happened to. Mm-hmm. Now that was really bad. But I think what what I see bigger picture in the economy with businesses in general is I see a lot of them taking on debt. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's that's the. the the key thing that if someone's going out on their own and they're having to s- start um, with bank financing or other types of financing, right. and they have a he- heavy debt burden. Um, they're going to, you want to think through that really carefully in that if your revenue dropped, you know, 20, 30, 40%, is that going to put you out of business? And I think for a lot of business owners, we even saw even with big businesses where you thought, man, I thought they had the resources mm-hmm. to deal with this and they didn't. So, um, yeah. it's really challenging.
0: It's challenging. And that's kind of the environment. It's like people have a short memory. So I do too. <laughs> it lived through the great recession. You know, you don't, you think back when you that that's like, gosh, that was a really hard time. But now it's like, yeah. oh, it's going past you know, 67 years. It's been amazing. Yeah. So I was just trying to have that mindset and, and kind of recalling back, right?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel at the time I, I didn't feel this way, but coming out on the other side, I feel very fortunate that I went through that early in my career because it really cemented. I mean, there were days where I wanted to crawl under my desk and die. Mm-hmm. And I had clients who... I remember we in tears. Mm-hmm. And so that those emotional experiences and, you know, people having to change their entire plans and work another five or 10 years because they put everything in the market yeah. and, and business owners, I, it's, that's a little bit of a different scenario when it's your own business, but it's the same kind of thing is we can't have all of our aches in one basket. And that's a really hard pill for business owners to swallow because a lot of times you really have to put a lot of what you make back into your business. Right. So mm. how do you balance that?
0: It's hard. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But, uh, you know, uh, just having that kind of mindset of, of planning for a lot of folks like myself can be <laughs> challenging, right? Because it's just, you're just trying to keep it going. Yeah. So. Um, well, talk about some other things um, since you've started your own firm. You know, I know you work a lot of business owners, but what are some other considerations for, for folks like that that you've been working with or things you do that's helpful?
1: So with the background in retirement plans, it's, that's usually a uh, early conversation we have yeah. is you know w- what are all of your financial resources in the business and outside of the business and what can we do to grow that so we can get you to a place mm-hmm. where financially either you know when you com- combine the value of all your resources what the business is worth what your other resources is your other income stream you know it doesn't have to be on the business a lot of people have real estate investments mm-hmm. etc so we look at the big picture and and helping people make progress on getting to the point where they can transition out of their business or even just dial back. I know we were talking about that. One of the uh, amazing things about being a business owner is unlike the vast majority of the population, when you want to slow down, retirement is not a specific date. It can be this gradual dialing back over time, which is incredible because if you're still able to have some income stream, work longer, there's Tons of data that backs up that people who work longer live longer, mm-hmm. but then you also have this balance in your life where if you like me, I love playing golf, so it's like mm. okay, well maybe I want to go play golf right. two days a week and yeah. not go to the office, you know, not work forty hours yeah. a week. So
0: it's well, it's interesting because I think for our—I uh, hate to say generation—but we're probably similar in the age frame, and um, I don't really see myself just not working. Like I don't wouldn't mind if I worked till eighty. Uh, I like it. I like doing stuff. So yeah. that shift of what work is and the balance is still going to evolve, right? Still be interesting to see how that plays uh, as far as what you know retirement life looks like, but as far as financial planning, it looks like yeah, too. maybe out of necessity, I'll have two kids have to work till I'm a hundred. I am 100 i do not know. <laughs> <laughs> so We'll see. Yeah.
1: Well, it's, that's sort of opposite. I, I think that. There are a lot of people out, I feel the same way you do, but then on the other end of the spectrum, there's the, have you heard of the FIRE movement, financial independence? Mr. Money
0: Mustache. Yes. all about it.
1: <laughs> so it's like, that's the opposite, you right. know? Right. Um, so it's really interesting. And I think there is no right or wrong answer. I think in the old days, it was like you retire at 62, you collect your gold watch, right. you collect Social Security, and you sail off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. And like you were mentioning with the gig economy, there's there's so much more flexibility now that people can... I mean, I met this retiree the other day. He drives an Uber and he just like i just need a little bit of extra income just and to do,
0: yeah 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 and i i love that i i come across those folks all the time and it it is kind of in conjunction with the fire movement cuz some one of their premises it's not like stop working period mm-hmm. right it's like yeah. freeing up time to do these other projects so yeah. i guess that's uh where i see how that plays out will be interesting of course they have to have built a some resources to be able to do whatever that, right that is so Uh, Well, Ashley, thanks again for being on the podcast. Where can folks find you and your kind of info about your your company?
1: Sure. So if you go to uh, truenorthra.com, everything is there.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much, Ashley.
1: Thank you so much, Dan.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the show. I'm Dan Bruden, and you've been listening to the PDX Executive Podcast. Original music was composed for this episode by Levi Downey. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts,